the Ortho PAC hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Welcome back listeners. Today I have Dr. Burt. Dr. Burt is a fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon who currently practices at the Arizona Sports Medicine Center, ASMC. He recently gave our Phoenix attendees a lecture on FAI, femoral acetabular impingement, and is here today to discuss it with me. Dr. Burt, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you on. It was great talk, and when we have the I have the privilege of seeing the videos before they come out, and I'm really excited about it. I hope everybody listening to us is uh, able to look at those. Dr. Burt, when we talk about FAI, what is FAI and what causes it? What are risk factors for that? FAI is an acronym for femoral acetabular impingement. And uh, what that is, is it's a premature contact between the femoral neck and the acetabulum of your hip. And it leads to a, a triad of symptoms, including clinical symptoms, as well as physical exam findings, and then as well as symptoms that the patient experiences. Typically, the symptoms that patients experience are groin pain. That can be positional. So that can be groin pain you experience when you sit in a uh, you know flexed position. So you're about 90 degrees of flexion or going into a squat. They also can be symptoms of uh, clicking, catching, or giving away, or even symptoms of instability. The physical exam findings we typically see from these are when you uh, bring the hip up into flexion and across the body, they experience pain in the groin area. Also, they can have uh, limited range of motion as well. What we see on imaging or x-rays is typically extra bone growth around the hip. So that, that can be on the the femoral neck side, or it can be on the uh, socket side. We think, you know, the, the cause of uh, FAI, we think is result of, uh, there's a congenital component. So you're just born that way, or you're, uh, you know, it's, it's genetic. Also, we think there's an acquired component where we see younger athletes that play sports with a lot of rotational movement or pivoting, twisting movement that causes a microslip in the growth plate, which leads to um, abnormal bone formation in that area. Over time, when their growth plates fuse, they're left with this extra bone on the femoral neck. And then this can lead to labral tears uh, in the future from just kind of repetitive micro trauma they experience with flexion type of uh, activity or sports with rotation or high impact. Other causes of labral tears can include trauma, which, you know, could be a motor vehicle accident where your knee hits the dashboard and your hip either subluxates or dislocates and it causes a tear. Also, uh, having dysplasia or a real shallow socket can cause a labral tear too. So having a shallow socket increases the stress across the labrum. And then there's just degenerative changes as well. So just as you get older, being active, you can lead to repetitive trauma to the labrum. Eventually, it can break down over time and start to become painful. Those are typically the major causes. But you know, we think the, the biggest cause of labral tears is likely uh, femoral acetabular impingement. Gotcha. And just to go over the FAI a little bit, CAM and pincer impingement, could you please speak on those a little bit? Just what the difference is, and is it usually one or the other or both? So there's two different types of impingement. There's pincer impingement, which is extra bone growth around the socket or acetabulum. So patients typically have uh, on x-rays a deeper socket 
and we're able to measure that on x-rays and look at uh, certain numbers. So we'll measure and if it's the general population has a, has a, a normal range of, um, we call it a center edge angle. And if your center edge angle or the depth of your socket is, is deeper or a larger number, then you can have what we call pincer. And so that's a deeper socket, which leads to that premature contact on the femoral neck when you're in flexion. And those patients typically are patients that are in their 40s or 50s, have a deeper socket, and it can be, can be a result of congenital or it can be acquired as well. So we do see some patients form a deeper socket over time from a repetitive trauma to the labrum, which can lead to calcification of the labrum, which forms a deeper rim over time. So the labrum actually becomes a part of the, the labrum or part of the rim, which ossifies or calcifies. And so uh, that's on the acetabular side. Now on the femoral neck side, when we see extra bone growth on the femoral neck, what I just uh, discussed earlier was as uh, growth plates slipping, forming extra bone, that's called cam impingement. And so we look at those patients on their x-rays, uh, certain views, we can see what we call a pistol grip deformity. And so when you're looking at the femoral neck, one side of the femoral neck is flatter or more convex. The other side's concave. So the convex side is the area that has the abnormal bone growth. So that's called cam impingement. So we see that in patients who are typically younger, athletic, more common in males and females. And then the, one of the more common ones is called combined impingement. So that's where you have a little bit of both. So you, you may have a little bit of a pincer in one part of your socket and then cam on your femoral neck. So that's actually the most common impingement we see versus in isolation. That's the typical presentation for somebody that comes in is typically has what we call combined. And then the severity is just based on other factors, what we described earlier. Got it. Dr. Burt, you were talking a little bit about the physical exam. I was hoping you might talk a little bit about the Faber and Fader exams and describe what's your typical examination of a patient. If you suspect FAI, what kinds of things do we need to look at and think about when we're doing our exam? When you start out, as you look at their gait pattern to see how they walk. Obviously, they walk with a limp or a Trendelenburg gait, meaning they kind of their pelvis drops on the side, affected side of their hip. We'll look at that. Then what I always do first is I assess range of motion. And I, I like to look at the normal side first. So I'll look at the non-painful side and then assess their internal external rotation. Uh, I'll assess their flexion and then I will assess their Faber. And so Faber is classically thought of as a, a physical exam for SI joint pain. So what we'll do is we put them in that figure four position and we put their ankle on the other knee. So uh, we put them in a figure four, and then we just see how far down the knee goes towards the table. So if the knee goes, and we measure that in fist breasts. So if the knee goes down into more than, you know, goes into or two or three fist breasts, then we'd like to compare that to the uh, affected side. So in favor also, that looks at the tightness of the capsule. So if, if somebody has a higher favor or more fist breasts on one side, that's a tighter capsule or a stiffer hip. So that's typically seen in somebody who has a labral tear. So labral tears typically present with inflammation, pain, and loss of motion. And then also the favor having a higher fist breast or more fist breasts on the affected side. Also, they elicit pain when you kind of push down on the knee when you do the favor test. And that will create pain in the front of the hip. So that's more consistent with labral pathology versus when we think of favor, we'll 
push down on the favor and they'll get SI joint pain because they're trying to compress the SI joint. And that's more posterior pain. So somebody who has positive favor and a hip labral tear will have pain in the front of their hip. The other exam finding is just limited range of motion. So you'll typically somebody with a cam lesion will have loss of interrotation and sometimes extrarotation as well. But you'll, you'll notice that their interrotation will be limited because when you interrotate that hip, that femoral neck's hitting the acetabulum. So it's losing motion with internal rotation. And then FADER is an acronym for flexion at adduction, internal rotation. And so that's flexing the hip up, bringing the hip, the knee across the body and interrotating the leg. And that should elicit some groin pain. And that's about 95% sensitive in picking up a labral tear. So that's kind of the most, most definitive physical exam finding in terms of uh, a labral tear. So we do see a small subset of patients who have labral tears that don't get groin pain with fader, but they do get more lateral hip pain or buttock pain. And so that's more atypical presentation, but that, that can be seen. And then those are patients that typically have a labral tear that's more, not necessarily in the front of the hip, but more on the side or back. Those are probably the most common exam findings I use. I do look at strength as well. So I'll check the strength of their abductors, adductors, hip flexion, their gluteus medius and minimus. And then I like to check their spine as well. So I want to make sure that there's not any uh, crossover pathology that could be causing some of the pain. So sometimes we see patients have lower back pain that can radiate to the front of their hip. So you want to make sure that they're not having any of those symptoms with checking a lumbar exam. That's, that's a typical physical exam when patients come to my clinic. Got it. Got it. That's a great review for our listeners and our new folks. Make sure you understand the Faber and Fader exams for labral pathology. Stay tuned to next week when we discuss diagnostic modalities and treatment for FAI. Hi, listeners. This is Sam Dyer from the OrthoPAC. I hope to see you in Charlotte this May. We have our annual spring meeting. Charlotte dates are May the 5th and 6th. If you have any questions or questions about the content, please look at paos.org under CME.